headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Not the fake kind, the real kind. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by Rachel Cruz, host of The Rachel Cruz Show that you can find on YouTube. Also, Smart Money Happy Hour. Love that. Right. Also, the author of I'm Glad for What I Have. Listen, the, the list book. goes on. Oh, Jade, it's good to be here with you. Love it. All right. If you want to talk about your life or your money, you can give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will do exactly that. So let's go straight to the phone lines where we've got Nicole in San Francisco, California. What's going on, Nicole? Hi, Jade. Uh, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, so uh, my question is, I live in a very expensive area. Half of my uh, take-home check goes to my rent. I work remotely, so it's kind of ridiculous that I'm staying here. And I'm thinking about moving to Mexico or moving to Texas. I see that the new constructions in Texas they have lower interest rates, like 4.9 percent interest rates, Mm -hmm. whereas the interest rates right now are 7 percent. And I'm wondering if that's too good to be true. What? Why are the new construction interest rates? so low and attractive and it's and it's should it be something that i uh, pursue i have heard of um new construction being able to offer lower rates i guess they're eating that cost at some point within the process i just love that you're looking at your situation and saying listen it's too expensive for me to live here rather than continue to struggle i'm gonna embrace new opportunities so i don't think it's too good to be true um does your question go further um, no, yeah, I was wondering if there was like some sort of trick that they're doing that I'm not understanding. Um, you know, also it's a it's a big move for me and it's something that I want to do because I am single and just live by myself and my dog. And um, if I were to move to Texas and save money, I would be able to pay for egg freezing, which is something that mm. my job doesn't help pay for. And it's also something that I was like, I know I don't want to finance it. They have a lot of payment plans for egg freezing. Yeah. And it's something that if I moved to Texas, I could save money because, I mean, the even a mortgage payment is going to be way lower than yeah. what I pay for rent right now. Yeah, and we're seeing so that, also, Nicole, I mean, like your situation, it's very common. And we're seeing that a lot with people in these like really high priced areas, especially where you are, San Francisco, the Bay Area. I mean, I think it's number one right now in the most expensive places to live. But you look at people in New York and, um, you know, different places, and we're seeing that people are gravitating, obviously, to places that they can actually have an affordable lifestyle and actually enjoy their money versus being taxed high, real estate being insane, uh, you know, and experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. So just know you're not alone in that change, even though that's a big change. You're right. I'm like, when you decide to change locations and states and uh, it is. I mean, you're you're uprooting your life, but I think what you have to realize is you're doing it for a reason, right? You're not ru- necessarily running away from something, right? Mm-hmm. You're running to the life that you want, and in order to get that and do the things that you want to do, like freeze your eggs and different things, you have to have more margin, and so that means other areas of your life are going to have to look different in order to do that. And so you're just kind of weighing the pros and cons. And, mm-hmm. and I really applaud you for that. And and it's not easy, mm-hmm. um, but it's a reality. I think a lot of people, a lot of people are facing. 100%. And here's the thing, even if you get there and you realize, oh man, whatever they quoted me on the interest rate, it's slightly higher or it's not quite that. 
it's still a better situation financially. You're going to you're still going to get more for your money. You're still going to be able to afford owning a home or getting a place for yourself more easily. So what are you looking to spend? Can you tell us a little bit about what you're looking to spend? Obviously, 50% having your rent or your mortgage be 50% of your income is just not sustainable long term. So have you identified a number that puts it at 25% and what you could spend in order to get that? Yeah, so I was looking at homes around 300,000, good, which here I would be 1.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's crazy, crazy. Well, good for you Nicole. Yeah, I think it's great and I think, you know, um I think builders are feeling a little bit of the pinch of people pulling back when rates went yeah. up suddenly everyone kind of paused and they're like, I'll just wait to see if rates yeah. drop. And then when they drop, yeah, I pr- they probably will. They're going to fluctuate. We're in an election year. Things are always kind of up and down. And then when they drop, everybody's <laughs> going to be how the one works. <laughs> and I think, Jade, it just drives prices back up. So if yeah. anything, the time is, is to yeah. get in now and you can always refinance later. But if you're in a good position to buy a home, I'm not saying everyone needs to rush out and buy a home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think her, Nicole's a great example of kind of looking at all your options, mm-hmm. being wise. And I think, yeah, homes are not selling have not sold at least in the calendar year of 2023 like they were in 22 and 21 um so i think new i think builders are feeling a little bit of that pinch they're probably wanting some inventory off their hands and if they can partner with you know the bank and all the things and and get a lower rate they're probably doing that to entice people um but obviously nicole do your due diligence i mean your home is for most people the largest purchase that you make in your Mm -hmm. lifetime so don't Mm -hmm. rush into something because i think sometimes at times, even these new builds, if they go real quick up, they may yeah. not be the best quality. I mean, you want to look at for sure quality. Look at you know different different areas and all of it. So do do your research because yeah. it's a big change and a big purchase. Um, and even Nicole, what you could do is since you're moving to a brand new state, you could even rent. Which I know you're one hundred so tired of renting right now, but you really could for six months to a year just to be like, okay, is this the part of Texas I mm-hmm. want to be in? And because once you buy a home, you're you're planted there for a bit. Yeah, a, a completely new state, completely new culture. I 100% agree with Rachel in that I would rent for them. And I would definitely would not do like a long, long distance home purchase. Yes, of yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't do that. But to your point, um, I have seen like there are new builders that are offering those kind of mm-hmm. incentives on the rate um, because we had callers call in saying, listen, I'm trying to sell my property and it's hard for me because I'm having to compete with a new builder around the corner who's offering a lower yeah. interest, you know, so that is definitely happening. So just do your due diligence, do your homework. Don't just jump out there and buy the first thing you see that seems right. Because I mean, I think it takes a while, Rachel, to really get the feel of a new neighborhood, let alone a new city, yeah. let alone a new state. Like there's a lot of totally. This. Yes. So yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I think Nicole too, I do, I do applaud you just for looking at options because Jade, we talk to a lot of people and they're stuck. I feel like we always pick on California, but California is expensive. Your, your real estate is high and it's a high cost <laughs> of living. So it's an easy place to pick on. But, you know, a lot of people and they're like, well, I'm in California. I'm in California. I'm in California. This is it. This is it. And you have to realize about anything in life, which again, I know uprooting your life is a big deal. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying it flippantly, but I just love the fact that she is taking initiative and saying, hey, I can make choices in my life. That's right. And for me to have the kind of life that I want, Mm-hmm. it's going to require some changes. Yeah. And so for some of you, maybe it's changing your money habits. Mm-hmm. For some of you, it's changing location. I mean, I don't know what it looks like for you, but this idea that I have control over my life and I get to make decisions for myself 
It's powerful. That's right. And remember, it's not just change for the sake of change. It's change to get you where you want to go. You want to be a homeowner. You want to have more margin in your budget. You want to be able to enjoy your income. So focus on that side instead of focusing on the uncomfortable part, you know, the change or I may not know anybody. And just like think of it as an adventure. You're off on an adventure to create the life you love in the words of Rachel Cruz. That's right, Jade. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls for the next couple hours about your life and your money. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we would be happy to answer any of the questions that you have. Uh, In the meantime, The Ramsey Show Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly offers a helpful winter maintenance checklist that you can download for free at neighborly.com. That would be very helpful for me. And for the more challenging stuff in the in, in and around your home, Neighborly has a local pro to help. Uh, find out more at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. And today's question comes from Heather in Wyoming. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and this has been the most stressful, painful past two years of my life with my husband making horrible financial decisions that left us over $500,000 in debt. He owns a tree service business making $70,000 a year and is trying to start a mobile mechanic business and has purchased an investment property. We have a $163,000 mortgage on our house. The rent is a total disaster that's completely... Oh, the rental, I'm sorry. The rental is a total disaster that's completely gutted and we have to make payments every month while earning no income with it and no progress on the repairs. Mm. He also bought a brand new truck that we owe now $84,000 on and $18,000 on a loan on a Bobcat for the business, a $20,000 home equity loan that he used to fix up the rental. Oh, and over $5,000 in credit cards. He keeps saying he's working on it and he is a hard worker, but has put us in a completely impossible situation that danger that angers me and stresses me out every single day. I work odd hours because we can't afford childcare, nor do I want to give up time with my kids to fix a problem that I did not cause. I feel so stuck and hopeless. Mm. All right. Can we just... I'll, Listen, I wrote it all out because I'm trying to track with this. Okay, Oof. Heather... This is not a, you shouldn't be this way. She's very bitter. Yes. <laughs> As we can tell. Yes. Very resentful, which again, uh, yeah. is, is valid, is valid. Um, but they yeah. feel like not only different pages financially, but they have been split now emotionally, mm-hmm. 
really severed. I mean, she mm-hmm. wants, it sounds like she wants nothing to do, I mean, nothing to do with him. Yeah. Oh, and $5,000 in credit card. You know I mean? Yeah. It is. Stuck and hopeless. She is, she is not, not in a good place, which, Ooh. which I get it, Heather. I'm like, yeah, all these decisions were not wise decisions made. He made decisions without obviously talking to her or working as a team. So what do we do? Heather, what are we going to do? Ah, uh, I'm seeking counsel. Yes. Number one, like I always talk to folks about keeping their money safe, Rachel, and it's kind of like an acronym. And the first thing to, de- to decide like where you're at. So S is for seeking counsel. Like if you're noticing trends within your money with your spouse that you're like, what's going on here? I feel uncomfortable. I feel unsafe financially. I feel like there's something going on. Seek counsel. And then you're going to find, listen, if there's things like addiction, abuse, that's the A. Yeah. And then F is financial infidelity, which this is getting real close to falling under. And my po- in my opinion, it is because he's going out and spending massive amounts of money without yeah. your permit. permit or, like, well, I say permission, your input. Uh, input. Yes. Yeah. Yes, without yes. it mattering. And then the E of that is you need to evaluate your options. Like, yep. so that's how you go through this. And I do think that this is a for- sometimes people think financial infidelity is like I'm just hiding money under the mattress or mm-hmm. something like that. But I'm like, this is a lot of money and it sounds like we don't know rachel but it sounds like she has made her objections clear and it sounds like we could be wrong it might be something that he did and then after the fact she was like well how could you do that but even still you've got this is there's financial issues here but when i look at this i go this is a couple who desperately needs to go to therapy like (laughs) they need they need help and um yeah and he's he's obviously not living in reality no and there's people like that that we talk to and i hate to like pinpoint people but it's the dreamers it's the oh i have i have an idea and this idea is gonna work or i have a new idea here and don't worry. Don't yes. worry. This is surely going to, and, and it is, it's a level of immaturity mm-hmm. to a point mm-hmm. when you actually make decisions in those dreams and they don't come to fruition. You yeah. have to have reality to say, I can't do this anymore. So there's a safety here, Heather, that I, um, that I would want for you. Like yes. a point where you're like, I can't, I can't keep putting myself. Mm-hmm. There's a level of danger there mm-hmm. in this situation that's endangering my kids and my family. That That is what it is. So that weight that you're feeling is very, very real. And mm-hmm. I just want him to wake up to the reality. And I think what's going to have to happen is a third party. You're probably not going to be the one to do it, Heather, sadly. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, that's right. I mean, it, it's like our spouse. I mean, all of us feel that way with our spouses. There's always that thing that you're like, if you know this, this or this, yeah. and you can, you can say it and then it ends up being nagging mm-hmm. and it's not effective. But when you actually sit down with a third party, usually if it's coming from someone else, it's speaking there, but that's, that's it. I'm like the, the financial issues here are a symptom of where you guys are in your marriage Mm -hmm. and again i don't blame you heather for being angry and bitter but what are we going to do with that we can't just Mm -hmm. sit in that that and continue to be in that cycle you heather have to then grow and learn are there boundaries you put up now is there like what do you do now what are those steps yes that's Um, right which is really hard but that's the situation yeah that's right because something's something's got to change and in a situation like this not to belabor it but there's very little you can do to control the other party. Like there's nothing you can do really to control the other party, but you've got to sit down and figure out, okay, what am I Heather going to do uh, in order to try to better the situation? I can seek out counsel. I can put these boundaries in place, but then you've also got to kind of have that point of where you go, okay, where does this just get completely toxic? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's up to you and a like like Rachel said, a third party to I mean, decide. Yeah. And Jade, we talk all the time about couples staying on the same page, being yeah. on the same team. 
all of this, but there's extreme situations that we talk about mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Heather may be in one of those for me where I'm like, there's a point that you have to protect yourself and your kids, right? Like if he's going to continue to spend, mm-hmm. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like I don't want my name on those. I don't want stuff. my name on that. And if yeah. you're headed towards a, I'm not putting this, I'm not putting this evil on you, but if, if you're heading towards a point where like, listen, I don't know if I see us together in the future, the more he racks up, like, I don't want to be any part of that because right. if you don't stick together, there's like, I'm looking like, yeah. so is for this a, part of this going to be on me? No, you know. Yeah. So for the time being, Heather, there's probably some hard boundaries I would put up to yeah, protect yeah. you and the kids. Um, but working on your marriage could solve a lot of this. And then my, my prayer is that they would get to a point that they are in agreement and realize, okay, he's not, he's not going to, he's not going to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And now as a team, we have to work together. And if you guys get to that point, Heather, that's where you have to say, all right, we're in this together. Yeah. And what are we going to do? And that's right. Um, but oh, that's And hard. then it's on both of you to just link arms and get out of it I together. Know. Yep. And that's what we pray for. We don't want this to split couples, but this is this is the stuff that causes divorce and 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 marriages, right? One hundred percent. If another spouse doesn't want to take the responsibility of the decisions they've made, mm-hmm. they're probably not taking responsibility in other parts of the marriage too. So that's such a good point. So hard. Such a good point and such a good reminder, man. It's uncomfortable and it is not fun. But have conversations with that person that you're engaged to, or even that person that you're dating. And if you've just gotten married, start having these conversations. You've got to know the other person's philosophy on money at the end of the day and not just make assumptions and go, oh, they've got a good job. They probably have it together or they don't seem like they have a lot of debt, like really digging deeper and figuring out and just asking, you know, even when you dream together, Rachel, like I know there's times Sam and I will sit together and think about, oh, it would be cool to have a business like that one day. Mm -hmm. Then take it a level deeper and go, well, to what extremes would you go? Like, I would never take out money for a business would you you know really ask the questions find ways to bring money into the conversation so you really understand in a lot of different facets what their views are on money because as we see here it can really be an issue long term such a tension point so yeah it's a big um it's a big relational Mm -hmm. uh wedge Mm -hmm. that's caused so yeah you're exactly right and i think you know especially when you're dating engaged we get this question a lot mm-hmm. of you know when do i bring up the money when do i all of it and you know we would always encourage to be having hard conversations about everything yeah. right and yeah. and we've talked to people on the show that have been dating for six years and they don't they don't know anything about the their partner's financial situation and they think this or that and, and I remember being on the show with you one time. We were like, what do they talk about? Like, <laughs> I, I know. So, so take this stuff seriously, you guys. I'm like, don't like ask about their 401k on the first date. But yeah, like, that's a little extreme. But start, yeah. you know, understanding like to be in the same value system with the person you're going to link arms with. And um, yeah, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a hard one. It reveals a lot. Listen, I say all the time, if you have babies together, you can share a bank account like that. That needs to be it. And both people's opinions should matter. And sometimes it takes some time and many, many conversations and counseling to get to that point, but go through that journey. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. 
Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz to my right, and we're taking your calls. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we'll try to help you out. Let's go straight to the phone lines where we have Avery in Newport News, Virginia. What's going on, Avery? Hey, Jade and Rachel. It's so great to talk to you. I can't wait to see you guys in May. Awesome. Oh, Oh, you're coming to the Total Money Makeover weekend? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm bringing Ooh. a friend, too. Love it. So That's exciting. Uh, Ooh, love that. How can we help today? All right. So here is the situation. My mom always says the strongest thing in the universe is compound interest. My brother always says time in the market beats timing the market every time. Let's go. Uh, and I thought I was smart enough to time a dip. I had about $21,000 worth in a Fidelity mutual fund in my Roth IRA, and I sold my positions on it back in September. I was going off a bad hunch and have watched the market rally by like at least 20% since. <laughs> and I've calculated that I missed out on about $4,000 worth of gross. Uh, I'm kicking myself. I still contribute weekly, but that $21,000 is still sitting there in the account. I feel like I've learned my lesson, but what do I do now? Should I buy back in or should I wait for the rally to end and maybe buy in at a dip? <laughs> Listen, I'm first... I'm glad that you've learned your lesson and I hope that it sticks. Um, Do you have any debt? I have no debt. Okay. Do you have three to six months of expenses saved? Yes, I do. Awesome. Listen, I'm getting back in today. And from here on out, I'm adding 15% of my gross income to it every single month. Okay. Today? Yeah. How are you feeling? Are are your armpits sweating? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel like, I don't know if I buy now. I feel like if you, it's th- so high, if you wait, you're you timing know? the market again. That means you haven't learned your I, you haven't learned your I lesson yet. <laughs> <laughs> Avery, yes. Yeah, okay, Listen, so, yeah, because Avery, I think the po- I think the point line. the point though is is that all of this is long term, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you get in today, whether you get in in 30 days, whatever it is, the earlier you get in and you ride this out again, long term, we're talking decades here. Um, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. So four thousand dollars at the end of you know when you're you know sixty five, it's gonna be a drop in the bucket. Because how old are you now? I'm twenty five. Yeah. So like all of the, I mean, it, it is. There, there, if you time it, if if Avery of February of twenty four is different than Avery in July of twenty four. I mean, like you know, if you wait six months or whatever, it's not absolutely the end of the world. But I think it's more about the principle behind this right the idea is that i can't time the market it's an election year we have no clue what's going to happen and so if anything i'm like yeah the lesson is i'm not going to try try to time the market the lesson is i want to invest long term that's what i'm doing so to practice on the principle of the idea is to say yeah i'm at a position to start investing put my money in the market yeah okay and so even if I buy in today and then it goes down, like I feel like I'm going to kick myself again. Avery, yes, you're not going to worry trust. about it until you're 65. I, I, How old are I you? Need to trust. He's 24, 25. Listen, think about it. Okay, if you, I think you're focusing, and Rachel tried to lay it out for you, and I think she did a beautiful job, but let me take a swing at it. <laughs> I think you're so focused in whatever rate of return that you're hoping to get immediately or in the next couple of months, 
But if you look at it, the the like I don't know if you're new to the show, but we talk all the time about oh you can get you know if, even if you just invest in an S and P 500 account, you're still going to look at about 10 percent over time. Everything is over time, and if you're pulling it out every month or every other month or when you think the market is dipping, you're not allowing for the rebound that always happens on the other end of that. And Great. you can look over the, the the last 20 years, even you can just see, listen, the annualized rate of return has been upwards of 10%. And that's what you can count on. That's why we suggest what we suggest. And that's why everybody invests in these accounts in order to have their retirement. Yes. Avery, like, I say this in the most loving, big sister way that I can. You are going to be your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to be the person that's going to be going on CNBC and watching the, the the ticker at the bottom daily and saying oh gosh oh gosh Avery you got you have to you have to put the money in and you got to forget about it that's what this is this part of investing is that it is long-term retirement type mm-hmm. mentality and and it's going to take some it's going to take some uh restraint from you and your personality because already uh-huh. I'm trying to talk you off the ledge and your money's not even in the market you know what Avery you, you have needs, to really Avery Avery is who really needs a smart investor pro because one of the things that they will help you do is not freak out talk you off the ledge yeah. yes yes exactly yeah so it is one of those things avery you i mean i ne- i i never really i mean i watch the market for this job so so we know what's mm-hmm. going on in the economy mm-hmm. but from a personal standpoint i'm like and it kind of sucks for me avery from a personally because <laughs> i'm like i'm such a spender and when we fund our 401ks and Roths and all the things that we're supposed to do because we're smart and mm-hmm. we're wise and we actually do it, Jade, even though it kind of makes me like, because <laughs> it feels like a black hole. And I'm like, this money is leaving where we could be going on a great vacation this summer. That is that hilarious. Money. So it does kind of feel like, man, my money's just leaving and I'm never going to see it again. But you have to have the, you, you have to know that a 65 year old Avery is is gonna want to live a great life and and you're gonna have a plenty of money to do that Avery if you Mm -hmm. start investing now and not try to time every little thing because when you're in that little situation that's the principle you live by you're you're not going to win long term because you have to have a long-term mentality yeah you can't do the I feel like he's trying to find a way to maybe make this thing happen faster and get rich quick and I'm like listen it doesn't work that way. Nope. And if it does, I feel like it's a fluke. And then everybody tries to figure out what it was that they did. And it's like, listen, just understand. It was just something that happened in a moment. So, ooh, I hope that helps. Let's take another call. Let's go to Haley in Philadelphia. All right, Haley, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks um, for taking my call. You're welcome. How can um, we help? My question is, I'm wondering if I should um, sell my car to pay off my student loans or if I should keep my car, pay it off tomorrow, and follow the baby steps to um, pay off my student loans. Mm. Okay. Well, how much do you yeah. have saved, and how much is the car bringing if you sell it? So I, so I have um, ten thousand dollars saved, mm-hmm. and the car value on Kelly Blue Book is fifteen thousand. Okay. Um, do you owe anything on the car? So, yeah, I owe five. Okay. Five thousand. So essentially, you'd be and how much? Oh, go ahead. No, How go much ahead. is your student loans? Um, I have seventeen thousand in student loans. Okay. How much do you make a year? I make seventy. Okay. No, I would not sell this car. No, you owe five thousand okay. dollars. Throw that. Throw five thousand of the ten thousand. Have it paid off today, and it's gone. Okay. And then you have yeah four thousand. Keep a thousand dollars in an emergency fund. Take four thousand. 
throw it at um yeah the student loans mm-hmm. and gosh and you got 13,000 left making 70,000 you're going yeah you'll be able to pay off these student loans quick yeah i love it okay Is yeah this i would old? not i would not and, sell it okay perfect and i'm right now i'm putting 11% of my um take home pay into my 401k so i'm assuming i should probably stop that yes that's right pause that yep exactly so that'll be more money back in your paycheck Mm -hmm. to throw at the step which is which is awesome yeah i mean if you had like we talked to a girl um two days ago Mm -hmm. me and george said and she had a suv bmw she could sell it Mm -hmm. for like seventy thousand. i mean it was a pretty big like chunk you know she owed some money on it she could have paid it off with her all this stuff but i'm like but I mean, like it was a, it was right. like it's a, it was a, you know, an asset that's like, oh my gosh, you yeah. could sell it and make something. But no, you, yeah, with with a fifteen thousand dollar car, you owe five, you make mm-hmm. seventy, you're in a great position just to sell it, and you have that ten thousand dollars okay. saved, which is awesome. Ooh, that's yeah, great. and I, I mean, the reason why I wanted to sell my car to begin with is because I live in, I live in Philly, so I don't, and I work from home, <laughs> so I'm literally using my car once a week, and that's mm-hmm. all to like go see my parents. Um, so that was kind of my, my train okay. of thought, but it, I mean, it makes sense too. I mean, um, it's, I don't feel like know, it's something it that's on fire for you to make that choice right away. Right. I, I'm with Rachel. If you, if you still owed 15 on it, it might be a different discussion, but the fact that you only owe five and you have the five in your possession and you still have money to make decent headway on the student loan, I feel like it's something that after you pay off the car and maybe a year from now, if you're like, listen, I never mm-hmm. use this car, you might decide to sell it, but for now sticking with it. Listen, good job. I'm happy for you. You'll be debt-free in no time. This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz. And let me tell you something. I'm hyped, guys, because we have a great live event coming up in the late spring. Actually, it's May 10th through 11th. It's the Total Money Makeover Weekend. And listen, I've been here for some really great live events, Rachel, but I think this might be the one that I'm most excited about. It's going to be all the personalities. It's a whole weekend here in Nashville at our live event center up there on a beautiful hill with a beautiful view of Nashville and the surrounding area. And we're just giving you a crash course on the baby steps, how to manage your money. I love this event because it's really for anybody, regardless of where you are in the baby steps. You could be on baby step one or baby step seven. Yes. And you're really going to benefit from being at this event. It's like a rally, Rachel. I'm I'm here for it. And you know, at Ramsey, we've done so many different types of events, like you said. Mm -hmm. And we try to cover, you know, some events we try to cover your whole life and we try to, you know, do it all. But it is fun to kind of focus in on a subject like money, which Ramsey's, you know, it's what we talk about most of the time here on the show. And so to have a whole weekend dedicated to that yes. and really have the time to walk through uh, mm-hmm. principles and ideas and motivation and fun. Yeah. George and I are going to do a Smart Money Happy Hour live Ooh. broadcast uh, the Friday before. I think I'm allowed to say that. Go ahead and say it. If you didn't, yeah, if I wasn't supposed to, sorry. Uh, and yeah, there's just some really fun things we're going to be doing. And if yeah. you are a fan of of the of the content on this show and others, you're going to love this weekend. It's it's a really fun. Listen, I'm excited. I had a meeting yesterday with one of our um, folks on staff who helps plan the content. And I told her one of my ideas is out of the box. Rachel oh, so Jake <laughs> you're always good at that it's gonna be you're creative fun. <laughs> so early bird tickets start at $99 but remember it's for a limited time so go to ramseysolutions.com slash events today because Rachel and I both know these tickets sell out super fast and if you want that early bird pricing you got to do it today or like tomorrow this weekend you just got paid so go on ahead and do it it's $99 <laughs> get that now at ramseysolutions.com slash 
events. That's exciting. Man, after that, I feel like we have to go to the phone lines. If you want to call in the numbers, 888-825-5225, and we'll try to get to your call. But in the meantime, we have Madison in Tampa, Florida. What's going on, Madison? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, So I'm just in a predicament. Um, I just found out that I will be terminated from my job that I've been at for almost five years um, as of July 31st of this year. Sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. I, what do you do? Um, I'm currently a business financial administrator okay. um, for a sales and marketing company. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, I make about $43,000 a year okay. at this job. Um, so I have six months to plan. Um, we're not officially terminated until July 31st. And at that time, we will receive severance, although I don't know how much. Okay. Um, um, I Keep going. I was going to say, I, I don't currently have anything in saving, okay. and I'm worried about what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. So, Madison, the way I would handle this, you know, when we um, talk to people who are paying off debt and there's a big life change that they are aware of, most of the time it's a baby, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're pregnant, and we call it stork mode, pause the, the debt snowball and just pilot money. And I would say the same would be true if someone knows that they're going to relocate and they know that they're going to have some uh, moving expenses. Mm-hmm. We'd say put some of that money aside. And for you, thank God you have six months, um, which is a gift to at least know that they're not coming in and they're like, today's your last day. Honestly. Um, so for now, I would I would save you know as much as possible. I would be in that mode of saving, saving, saving. Do you have a lot of debt? Um, so I have about $13,000 in debt. Um, What's it in? The majority of it. Uh, student loans. Okay. Um, I just recently got my accounting, my associate's degree in accounting. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so what I would do, I would be saving Madison. And then, I mean, I would start looking what May-ish and say, hey, I'm going to, or even line up a job sooner than that and just say, I'm trying to do it now. (laughs) Would you leave the job? I always wonder about that. They give you six months. I mean, if you know if you know it's happening in six months, I don't, I, I would not wait to, I personally would not wait to the wire. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'll be honest with you, uh, Madison. I don't know a ton about the financial admin space. Is there a lot of jobs out there? Is it easy to just kind of go in, apply for something and get it? Or do you feel like, you know, that it could be a couple of months to find something? What do you think? Have you looked or do you kind of know the yeah. landscape? So I don't think there's much as far as the admin side, um, but I do have a part-time um, currently with a company called Primerica, and I'm currently getting licensed. I just recently got licensed for life insurance, mm-hmm. and I'm currently trying to get licensed for investments. Um, so I've been trying to build that, and I am also wondering, so I'm about to receive my tax return that time of year. Yeah, um, I'm going to receive a nice chunk i have a 12 year old three year old two year old and a one year old oh we didn't oh, get that wow. okay good okay. so you have four kids yeah 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 so um i'm you know i'm gonna receive about a little over ten thousand dollars for my tax return okay. and i'm wondering what my best steps are to save take it that yeah save it are you married things. madison um no i'm no, not okay i okay. have a partner um okay. i do have a i have a boyfriend okay i just didn't um, know if there was like a dual income situation um here's the yeah, thing i'm the only i'm yeah. the i'm the breadwinner yep. in my situation okay perfect. don't stick a, what i don't want you to do is stick around simply to get the severance like thinking like i'm gonna do yeah. this thing up to the wire to get especially mm-hmm. an unknown amount that you're like listen i don't even know how much it is um i yeah. 
in this equation, I care more about um, taking care of stability and, and taking care of the uh-huh. kids. So really lining up something or at least, listen, start getting options. It's not to say that you have to take the first job you apply for, but start mm-hmm. seeing what's out there. Yes. If I'm you, I'm using this as an opportunity to take a step up, find another position that's you know within my field of knowledge and what I love to do to possibly get a raise and get a higher salary and really just look at this. I mean, I know it sucks and it hurts. You've been there for five years. Um, but like Rachel said, it's a gift that you've got six months and really think of this as the stair step to the next best thing and the yep. next good thing for you and your family. And um, before you get off here, let's let's connect her with some of the Ken Coleman materials. Yes, the assessments, his book, uh, Proximity Principle would be great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Austin, if we can give those to her, that's a great point. Yeah, and, and Madison, I would be encouraged too, you know, I mean, it's not like you're trying to replace a $143,000 right. position. $43,000, you can do that. You're mm-hmm. smart, you've done this and, and you've been with this company for five years. So there is you know, a part of you that you want to leave well, but I don't know why my, my heart kind of flipped on this, Jay, but when I'm like, oh, you got four kids. All right, we're a single mom. We got to provide. Yeah. Now you have to do what's best for Madison. And and I think you can leave well and respectfully, but I would be looking for another job because you got to pay your bills. Yeah. And so, and if you find it and you find a job you love and they need a sooner start date, I would just tell the company, you know, I would give plenty of notice. Yeah. Be, do it yes. respectfully, but you have to take care. You have four kids to take care of. So I would I would do this faster, you know. And, and again, I hate to say if you're a single person, all that, but you don't have, there, there's not as much. That's right. That's on you. You could probably have a level of flexibility to a degree, but when you have dependents yeah. <laughs> in your household, you want to make sure that, that you're well covered. So I would be saving that tax return. Mm-hmm. I would be saving every penny you can um, between now and finding a new job. But Well, let's talk about that, Rachel. Okay, so... When I was <laughs> in my day, um, when if you left a job, it was like, listen, give give two weeks notice or more if you can. Yeah. Is that still like the running? I think is so. Is that still the thing, two weeks notice? To me, I feel like that's a respectful, right? Yeah. And, and the company, you know, like here at Ramsey, if someone gives their two weeks, they usually don't last, they don't stay the whole two weeks. Right. It's like, hey, let's wrap some stuff up. Because once you're done, you're done. Yes. Uh, but and if they're it, in a position of, because it sounds like layoffs. So it's the com- layoffs. So the yeah. company's not in a good position. Mm-hmm. So if she does have a critical role, I would want to hand that responsibility off. Yes. To do it well before my area is is gone or whatever mm-hmm, the situation mm-hmm. is. Um so yeah. that'll I, never bite you in the butt. It's yeah, all you never want to burn bridges. Is, is very appropriate. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so too. I'm like, listen, if you can give more, if there's a way to do that, I'm not mad people at that give either. less, and I'm like, mm, or like, oh, or, or two days, or that's you know what terrible. I, mean? I know. Or to just walk in and be like, I quit. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> listen, you never know. One thing I've learned, Rachel, is you never know who you'll run into on down oh, the line. Yeah, you know, you get older because the the world is small. Like right. it's big, but it's small, right. and I have always been shocked at the people who have like come back around in my life or vice versa. And it's kind of funny because sometimes people want things and I'm like, I know how you were. And so (laughs) I worked with you before, you know? Yeah. But Madison too, and anyone out there that has a big change like that, I think Jade, you said something that was like, yes, see this as an opportunity of growth. And Ken's book, The Proximity Principle is really going to help you find that next better thing, right? This is a closed door to open something great. And we we want to believe that for you, Madison. Absolutely. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Keep hanging out with us. We're going to take more of your calls, hear from more of you guys coming up next.